welcome to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, and Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we come coming with this week for the AFC and NFC Championship game. Before we get into the football, to the games, um, I want to shout out the Football Hall of Fame class of 2020, uh, 15, including Bill Cowher, uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson, and our very mm-hmm. own Winston Hall. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out! Shout out to people that made the Hall of Fame, and I know the other candidates. They there's just a big possibility they will make it for next year. So I want to shout y'all out real quick. And also, uh, we had the breaking news last night. Luke, <clears throat> sorry, Luke Cookley, Cookley has uh, retired. Uh, former, years for, old. Yeah. Former middle linebacker, the Panthers. Twenty-eight mm-hmm. years old. Very young, seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, stacks off the hook. Um, get a quick take on that. I'm, I'm gonna start it off with you, Charmin. Uh, is it? Is it I, I'm gonna say, is it? Uh, is it good that he retired at this age, or you think he had something in him to play a little bit more? Um, I mean, when when guys like that leave football, you know they don't have anything more. Basically, they're telling you their heart is not in it anymore. Um, you could see that he wasn't the same guy this year. Um, I did not look at, at the games that I watched. Uh, he wasn't the same guy. You, I mean, I mean, in his sleep, he could still read fronts and understand where to fill in holes and stuff like that. But there was just something missing there. I thought he was injured more than anything else. So I think he, he just, I think it, it really took a toll on him, whatever it was. Um, listen, man, one of the best to ever do it, man. And, and, and the sad thing about it is that it's kind of a trend that's been going on. I think you guys remember one of my favorite linebackers in the last decade or so, Patrick Willis left when he was like 29 or 32, you know, from the 49ers. And, um, yeah, there's been, there's been a few young guys that have been leaving early, man. If, and, and you meet, you know what? I, I can't really hold that against them because, you can't play football half-assed. You know, football is not a half-assed sport. If you know you can't do it anymore, uh, let go, man. Let it go. Let somebody else do it because then you're just going to not only cause yourself issues, but you're going to cause your teammates issues too. So I felt like even somebody as talented and literally a Hall of Fame guy that only played eight seasons, you know, that that's the kind of player Luke Kuechly is. You have to understand that. I think uh, players uh, over Twitter was just that just kept coming up with story after story after story. And one of the one, one of the ones that uh, really stood out to me was uh, this linebacker. I think he was drafted by the Steelers. Uh, was in college and he was probably one of the better ones. And he was telling he told his coaches that he wanted to get the most tackles. Uh, that season in college, so he's going to try to get five or ten tackles a, a, a game. So he's like halfway through the season, he's been getting about ten tackles. No, it's like five games in the season, I think, according to the story. Uh, five games in the season, um, he, he said, he's like, oh, I got 50 tackles. Then he, he, he calls his SID and he says, hey, you know, I, I must be leading the nation now. What are the numbers? His SID shows him the numbers, and the numbers is quickly has 99 tackles. <laughs> hmm. 
you're thinking to yourself that you busting your ass to get 10 tackles a game and this dude is like laughing you like this is the kind of guy he was he was ultra ultra talented and so good at being a middle linebacker it was incredible it's almost like he was specifically made to play that position and uh man i'll tell you man my uh my heart felt uh um or uh, you know all the good stuff you know to him and his family man i hope you know whatever he chooses to do after this he's as you know as uh good at as w- when he played football i know he'll miss his you know his play you know all these guys at in the locker room and stuff like that man but i hope you find some other way to make connections like you did at football cuz man it was it was really good watching you play football and to that guy on that route that that oh, for some reason i can't come up with your name i'm sorry about it but that that the story will stick out to somebody it will figure out who it was you know but and damn it, to show you what kind of a career he is i mean like you said he's only played 8 years and he's got 7 pro bowls 5 all pros defensive rookie of the year in in 2012 and 2013 he was the ap defensive player of the year all that equals to he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he only plays nine, you eight. Know, eight seasons. That's ridiculous. That's man. that's pretty amazing. So yep. I know he was hurt going back a couple of years. He had a couple of uh, seasons where he didn't play the full uh, sixteen seasons, but the last two years he's played all every game. Um, even three years ago, he played fifteen out of sixteen. So yeah, um, yeah. So a great career, even though only eight years, you know, but. Hey, he made a decision. He wants to leave. I mean, I'm sure financially he's good, so it's not a financial thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, God bless him the and his family. You know, yeah, maybe the concussion's got something to do with it. That you could know? be something. Sure. Yeah. From Eventually, the story's gonna come out. Yeah. 2015 to 2017, he did have the concussions, including 2016 with the grade three concussion, uh, which go. he was shortness of breath. Uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Against the Saints. Um, yeah. And the might and the might have played a big part, and just you know, now could be the time. You know, these definitely wait till years later, and then you know, with the CTE and mm. is all of this stuff going on, it might have played a big part. You know, we don't yeah. we don't know, but you know, everything will come into light. And congratulations to him, whichever whichever way he goes with his career. I, I feel like analyst or not analyst, he he will still have a job either way. So you know, congratulations on a good career to you. Um, let's go into our game reviews before we hit the news. Uh, let's start off with the upset, uh, Tennessee Titans, big win at Baltimore. Um, Chris, what what did you see from the Tennessee Titans that, that resulted in the win? Uh, well, you know what? It's something that we've seen so far the last few weeks with this team. Uh, just great defense, um, controlling the ball with, uh, Henry again, running, great um and uh you know what the big thing you know you you look at you look at numbers right it's easy to look at the numbers with the quarterbacks perfect example right you look don't judge a book by its cover as they say right um what's his name uh tanny hill threw for less than 100 yards so if you're looking at his you're like ah, he wasn't that impressive but then and you look at lamar jackson he had 365 passing yards 143 rushing yards a touchdown, but the bigger, the big difference here, and in the playoffs, it gets magnified by a thousand is turnovers. Tannehill mm-hmm. zero turnovers. Lamar Jackson two interceptions and a fumble. 
Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that's right there. That's the key right there is turnovers. Um, uh, you know, I don't think they destroyed Baltimore, but when you turn the ball over three times, at least that's, that's going to get you, you know. Um, and if you don't cause turnovers, that's not going to help you out either. Um, but, uh, and this is the second year in a row that Lamar Jackson, I know he's a young kid. It's only his second playoff game. But this is the second one that he's kind of not played too well. So, you know, not that he's in the Kirk Cousins category, and we'll get to him <laughs> next. But uh, he's, you know, now he's he he might hear that next year. Oh, Lamar Jackson, he's zero two in the playoffs, and he didn't play so good, even though he put up good numbers. But a lot of that was garbage time at the end, you know. But uh, hey, you know what? Tennessee right now is the hot team. We you know we talk about it a lot getting hot at the end of the season and riding it through the playoffs. This is a team you don't want to play, right? Mm. Because they play good defense, good solid defense, and they run the ball. They do not turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, Tannehill's not throwing 100 yards, but he's the the second coming of uh, Tom Brady right now. But, uh, (laughs) hey, man, I know people are getting excited about Ryan Tannehill, you know, because he was on the case. We've heard that. And – how good he's playing now that he's not with Gase. Uh, it's a little ridiculous, but uh, like Gase had nothing to do with his four years of, uh, of coaching him, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, hats off to Tennessee, man, if they played a good, really good game. And yeah. that's really about it. Not to say, but me, it's just, it's just the fact of the matter is that it's the coaching. Uh, Mike Vrabel outcoached. Jim Harbaugh, which is, you know, to me weird, but it, it's actually it's actually good that, you know, that Derrick Henry is, is so hot right now. He's the hot man <laughs> to Tennessee mm-hmm. right now. Um, Tannehill, but he started out a little slow, but Tannehill made the throws when it counted. You know, there you go. Touchdown yeah. passes, and that opened it up for Henry a lot, you know, and, that's, and it's a team game. Um, Tennessee was more ready than Baltimore was, and, you know. Think about yes. it. He only threw 14 passes so. all game. He didn't, yeah, exactly. 14 passes. That's incredible when you think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Completed seven, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. <laughs> um, well, Lamar Jackson threw the ball 59 times. Um, <laughs> and they did something, and they did something with, with, I, with, with uh, I said a few weeks ago, um, you know, make him put the ball in his hands and let him throw that ball and see what happens, you know. So hey, another key, thing, effectively. another key thing I didn't mention was I think Ingram got banged up early in the game too, right? Yeah, when it was in his knee? I think it was his knee or his leg. It was his. It was. I think it was his knee. knee. His calf. It looked like it was a cat, a calf, something. But I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, that's what be. I saw him holding. But yeah. um, well, go ahead, Chris. No, I was gonna say when when you look at the numbers, I mean, rushing. That's a good rushing team, and uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson did get 143 yards, but I think that was more in the second half. Yeah, and uh, Ingram had 22, and uh, Edwards had 20. Mm-hmm. So. Listen, they listen. What what you you said that the Titans didn't destroy the Ravens? I I think I bet I beg to differ. I think I think the Ra- the Titans cause shook them up so badly that they came off of that that ready made scheme that they normally run, where they do all those mesh handoffs and all these weird motions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They came off of that and started throwing the ball because they panicked. Mm-hmm. You know, they realize that the Titans are taking long drives to the touch to touchdowns, 
And they're like, man, we got to catch up. So they started throwing the ball too early. I think they jumped off, they jumped off their scheme too early. But it was only because, in my, in my opinion, the Ravens didn't come ready to play. It didn't seem there was too many miscues in the first half. Too many drop balls and, uh, you know, just a lot of, like, misalignments and all kinds of stuff. You know, they were giving up sacks, like, stuff that they never really do. You know, they just didn't seem uh, – and I don't want to take away from the Titans' defense because I think the Titans' defense played phenomenally. Uh, phenomenally, I, I I just think that um, that uh, that the Ravens just didn't look themselves, and I think because of that, uh, it kind of forced their hand uh, to change the to change their scheme. But we got to talk about the fact that you know uh, you want to say um, the first the first team, the Ravens were the first team uh, in to to win go on a 12-game plus winning streak and lose their first playoff game. The, I mean, they're the second team. I think the first team was the 1934 Bears. You know, that's that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about un, unprecedented stuff, you know. So so uh, for a sixth seed to do some to do to beat us uh first seed like that, I think uh I, we were I think we, we saw that they were they kept putting that up all over the place that the Jets were the last sixth seed uh to do it you know mm. I, I don't know if you remember man succeed i think it was the patriots yeah yes, Foxborough. yeah right you know um um so so this is all unprecedented numbers when you look at it normally a succeed as a as a team with so many flaws you know and then it it you and the the first seed is like ha you know they have all the weapons and stuff and to neutralize them the way the the ravens the um the titans did was to me that that's a form of destruction in my mind. I think they they were flailing all over the place. At in the half, you could see that it was like they didn't even really believe they could get back in the game after that. You know, it, it looked like uh, Derrick Henry and, and and the Titans just took the win off this out out of their sails. And and I and for me, man, I really want to shout out that offensive line: uh, Taylor Lewan, Jack Conklin, two of the better tackles in the league. Roger Saffold, remember when we were talking about the reasons why the Rams aren't playing well? Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. they didn't pay the beast of a guard and let him go to the Titans, you know, and replaced him with some young dude. Maybe that's a reason. Because that's trust me when I trust me when I tell you, if you look at if you look at the film, Roger Saffold is an animal. He's all man. <laughs> that dude is ridiculous, you know. So, so you put, you know, Nate Davis in there, and and um, what's the name? Ben Jones is the center, I think. I mean, man, these guys are just. I, I said it before. Um, I mean, the first game against the Patriots, they were just mauling the crap out of the Patriots. They did the exact same thing to the Ravens, and the Ravens front is nothing to sneeze at. They're a pretty good front, so. Man, I'll pray pray for whoever that's got to play them next. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what? We kind of mentioned, like, how do you stop Lamar Jackson? Coming into the, you know, coming into the last game, it was kind of like. I missed that one. Remember when we were talking about with uh, how they, we were kind of comparing him to Vic a little bit. With Mm -hmm. with Vic, you wanted to keep him in the pocket because in the beginning of his career, he wasn't, 
you know, he wasn't really advanced as a passer yet. He was just right. going purely on his on his uh, on his on running his ability and his movement just, ability. Yeah. yeah. And with Jackson, he's actually a pretty decent passer at this point yes. in his career, at least more advanced than uh, Vic was. But you got to shut down one of his games at some point. You know, you got to say, okay, pick your poison and and try to and try to go with it. So maybe they're like like what you're saying. They stopped the run early on, and instead of Baltimore sticking with it and just keep pushing, they said, all right, you know what? Let's forget about it and let's start passing more. And you kind of forced him into a couple turnovers. So and and uh, and the and the and that was the beauty of the game plan. It wasn't just the fact that they stopped them from running the ball and made them throw the ball. It wasn't like they were just allowing them to throw the ball. Right, right. They they were allowing them to throw the ball, but they wanted them to throw the ball exactly where they wanted them to throw the ball. What what Lamar Jackson has done more than anything else in in lips and bounds is understand how to take. Uh, advantage of his tight ends and the middle of the field. The tight the Titans took that whole thing away from him. They took his tight ends away from him and they took any middle of the field routes away from him and forced him to throw the ball to the hatches. He is and he has said it before in interviews that he's when it comes to throwing the ball outside, he struggles with that. And all game long they forced him to throw the ball accurately outside and he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. And on the more meaningful throws, he was having major issues getting uh, accurate, accurate balls out there. And, and I think that's a hell of a game plan, not only to execute the fact that they forced them to stop trying to run the ball, but also take away the middle of the field, take away uh, the, his tight ends and stuff like that. I mean, that was, that was a hell of a game plan. I think, and also, you know, when when I kept talking about this from last year, last uh, playoffs <laughs> against the Chargers, you know, like you you would think that they they would learn from that game and progress themselves to be better, you know, and it just and it showed that they still not ready. They have to prepare themselves. This is a different atmosphere. This is not the season, you know. When we see when we see the season, it's like okay, we watch this, but what's going to happen in the playoffs? But the Ravens supposed to have been the second best team, the complete team to, to go, you know, we, when we thought it was going to be Ravens 49ers. Yeah. Uh, we, you, you would have thought they would play better than the way how they played. And it, and it showed they didn't. And it's very disappointing, not just for us, but it's also most mostly disappointing for Ravens fans. I know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So... <laughs> Um, hopefully Lamar will learn this, you know, Lamar and this team will do better and maybe get a couple of keys, uh, key pieces, maybe, you know, some wide receivers, even though they got young wide receivers and they will learn and get better, hopefully, but, you know, maybe you need one key guy to, to put you, put you, you know, to the next level. Just, just my I, opinion. And I want to, and I wanted, before we get off this topic, I wanted to address the whole Tannehill thing a little bit. I, I, I think, I think what uh, Chris was starting trying to say is, so all, all of a sudden, everybody wants to point out that Tannehill is some super quarterback. Okay. It's not. <laughs> listen, He's a listen, game manager. <laughs> listen to me carefully. If, if you scare the crap out of the quarterback and tell him, dude, listen to me. I'm going to draw up this play. I want the ball to go there. If you don't throw it there, you understand me? You know, you remember when you used to get smacked with the wooden spoon when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get smacked with the wooden spoon. 
This is what they have Tannehill doing. They've given him specific reads, specific throws. And the reason why they're getting those reads all the time is because they run the ball so much that it dictates what coverage he's going to see. He's, Coach basically has to tell him, dude, you're going to get single high safety here. And even when that long touchdown to the young kid that they had, that was right off a turnover, uh, a turnover and, uh, and, the, and the throw, the, the read, I think it looked like a, something like a Yankee concept where I think he ran a, a, a corner post and I think the tight end underneath was running a deep crossing route. And that's a, that's a split that's a split safety beater. Like you, that's to fake one of the safeties. You, you kind of basically create, get one of the safeties to bite outside and then you come back inside creating a, a huge hole between the two safeties and then you occupy the space off of a play action. I mean, that's a perfect read, but it's very simple. It's like if, if you get that split safety read, man, that's as soon as he saw it, he knew he just had to let the ball go, you know? So please tamper your excitement. Tannehill is what he, he is, what it is, but the Titans are a well-oiled machine. That's why they work so well together. Everything complements each other. If you <laughs> don't believe what I'm saying, think about this. They have probably the best punter in the whole of the NFL. And he actually contributes to their game plan. That's how much of a team the Titans are. Well, just think, this, is, this team is basically playing like the, uh, you know, like the, the Ravens did back in 2000, <laughs> right? Yeah. When they ran, what's his name? Uh, Jamal. Um, Jamal Lewis and Trent Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, exactly. That was the year yeah. he ran for 2,000 yards. And they had that great defense, you know, and the quarterback, you know, he wasn't exactly great. Basically, they just definitely said, wasn't good. No, they said, don't, you know, just don't, you know, don't turn the ball over. Basically, yep. you know, just be a game manager. And that's basically what Taddy was doing. Yeah, he's making the plays when he has to make it, no doubt. Which but, is awesome. I like right, him for which it. Is, and which, which is even more awesome. It's only been 14 throws, you know, <laughs> that he attempted. He only had to make, you know. He only completed seven passes, so let's not, you know, start pinning medals on this guy yet. You know, <laughs> but the last two games, he's thrown for less than 100 yards. That's this. But they're, they're playing old school football, and it's working. Thing hey, is, man, after what happened. They do it against Kansas City. That's the after what hap- After what happened in the NFL last year, with all these passing yards by so many quarterbacks, do you guys think that this is what we would be talking about? No, not at <laughs> this all. <season? laughs> I'm thinking I about running backs based on, on defense running running the whole um 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 NFL in 2019. I and mean, I 2018 we, was ridiculous for my I think we'd odds. still be talking about Ryan Tannehill now either. Yeah, I'm just saying, whatever whatever contract <laughs> Tannehill gets, I want one million of it because I predicted him being on the field, and you know, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, I'm, I, I spent one million dollars from you, Tannehill, so you can take me later. Well, if you put some money down on these bets that you yeah, can pick dude, it, you would have been, you, you would be a million, yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about you. doing it next season. There you go. Yeah. If you, if you, between the two, two games, if you had like, let's say a grand each, you would be cleaning house yeah. right now. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. It's crazy. Yeah, but well, let's go into our uh before we get into the NFC, let's get into our uh choking Houston Texans uh first of the Chiefs. Um Charmin, what what the hell happened that the Texans had a 24-0 lead that Mahomes just started dominating uh... dominating them? <laughs> You know, you know, chemistry class, you add the, the right ingredients, the right thing, and then boom, you know, uh, that was the, if, if the, the Texan, the, the, um, the Chiefs came out rusty as hell, fumbling balls, turnovers, you know, muffing punts and everything like that. It wasn't like the tech that the, 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 the Texans came out and punched them in the mouth 24, nothing. It was the, it was basically the Chiefs giving the Texans a million reasons to give to score 24 points. Oh, how many and, drop passes were there? Right, exactly. Ooh. And and the thing about that that 24 nothing woke up the sleeping giant, which everybody knew what they were is that ridiculously talented, ridiculously speedy offense that probably we've never seen before and in the space of I don't know what time like a quarter and change they had basically tied the game and was leading or something like that. Like, and then went all the way to on to scoring 51 points. Guys, this is, again, talking about when we were talking about the, the, um, the Ravens game, you know, talking about unprecedented stuff. The Chief, what the Chiefs have done, I don't think it's ever been done before. You know, no. Th- this is ridiculous, man, to think this. Well, the- I'm, as much as the, as much as the, 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 the um, Deshaun Watson threw for 300 and some yards, three touchdowns, didn't have a turnover in the playoffs, and he lost. I don't think any other quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever had these numbers and lost a game. The <laughs> Chiefs, the Chiefs also went on a they, they scored on seven straight offensive drives. Seven straight. It's almost like they weren't playing against any defense. <laughs> You know what? It, 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 it was like a, it was it was like a chain of events. It was like one after they went up twenty four nothing. They kicked off and then they ran it all the way back to about the thirty yard line. I think it was or the forty. They got a deep <laughs> uh, kick return. Then yeah. Mahomes, all right, he got the touchdown. Then when the Texans got the ball back, that's when everything <laughs> went to crap because. Bill O'Brien made one of the worst mistakes ever, and I'm sure everybody heard about it all week so far um, when they went for the fake punt. I mean, you don't go for a fake punt there. I know the, you know, like I know Kansas City just scored and they're trying to get the momentum back, but you know what? Punt the ball, man. Just go back, just punt the ball. You're all the way in your own territory, too. It's not like you're on the like side. The, and, yeah, in the 38th of their territory. Yeah, or something it made like that. no sense whatsoever. Lord, the, the guys on TV were saying it. I'm sure every fan in America was like, what are you – obviously, they missed it. Boom, they go down and score another touchdown. Then... Chris, Chris, before you go forward on this uh-huh. play, because I, I just heard somebody breaking that uh, – a shout-out to Mark Schlereth, uh, um, because I saw I heard him talking about this play a little earlier, and, and he was pointing out the fact that uh, if you watch the play, they put somebody in motion who is the personal protector, right? He's normally the guy that would uh, – if you should go with the play or not. So if somebody follows him, that means that the play is dead. Because it's a run play, it's going to be a run fake, not a throw fake. And that means the guy is covered. So somebody's going to tackle the guy you're going to run the ball with. 
so don't call it. The fact after the fact that after they ran, they they motioned the personal protector over, and you saw he was covered, and you still snapped the ball. No. What the hell was going on? And then what made it worse was after they didn't get it, Kansas City went right down, scored the touchdown. Then on the ensuing kickoff, then they fumbled their their kickoff return. So now they had the ball within, you know, inside the ten yard line. So that was going to be another touchdown. So it was 24-21 in the blink of an eye, in a matter of, I think, yeah. about three minutes. It was, three minutes, yep. It was 24-21. And then, you know, then they scored the, the late touchdown in the half to take the lead, and then that was it. There was no but, way they were going to uh, But what about, that, what about that fourth and one they had that they kicked the field goal on? Yes. Right, that was another one. Go so, for it. So, That's the so, one you go for. <laughs> right. Oh, we didn't have a play for this. What? What? So call a timeout and figure it eh? out. <laughs> Is it that hard to have, do? You didn't have a play. <laughs> Call Davin. Davin have a play for you. <laughs> Davin will tell you. <laughs> Work hey. the wheel route in. <laughs> yeah, the wheel, the wheel route. The great old wheel route. <laughs> either way, was, look, oh, either way, the Texans, it was made for the Texans to lose. Either way, last week, this week, uh, whatever week. It, they, and I don't know how terrible. Bill O'Brien still has a job. That just shows you how, yeah. how I, I mean, I, I keep we're saying a mess. Over They're a, a bigger mess, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep I keep saying all the time that I don't like him, and it's not a personal thing, man. No, I, like I don't him know. As a, I don't know. I don't know the man from Adams. As a man, but he's I am good just. As gonna get. I'm just saying, as a coach, over the years, so many gaffes. Right. He he. To uh. me, he's a brilliant football mind, but it seems like managing football games is just not his thing. He can't go. He can't manage big games because he always makes horrible decisions. Hey, can he's, you imagine? He's made so many horrible decisions in his career as a, Guys, as a football manager, as a coach. It's horrible. Imagine for a second, Gase does this in a big game. Dude, that guy would be hung. <laughs> can you imagine? The guy, Yeesh. oh, yeah. they yeah. hang him now. I can imagine if he did something like this. It would exactly. be, oh, my God, the fans yeah, would be... be over. Oh, they would be all over the pages of the newspaper. Mm. Oh, and I'm sure in Texas it was there too, but it's nowhere yeah. near what it is here. I'm sure they weren't flying a banner in the, the sky or driving <laughs> yeah. a truck around. Right, exactly. <laughs> mm. oh, Anyways, yeah, shout out to the Chiefs on a win. Uh, that was a big, yeah. nice big comeback. Um, oh, I, 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 I wanted to point out one more thing before you go, move on too, because um, – Sometimes, sometimes I just like to pass on a little knowledge because uh, because I hate when people say certain things. Uh, play calling, like when we talk, we were talking about Adam Adam Gates. I was just trying to make a point. Uh, play calling sometimes, as much as you have play calling, you need players that are very smart to to uh, to anticipate certain things that happen within that play call uh, to to kind of to execute the play call, right? That there was a play there um, that Dan Olavsky was was breaking down that uh, one of the touchdowns to uh, the Williams running back kid for uh, for the Chiefs, where um, they motioned uh, Kelsey over and Kelsey is supposed to go block one of the one of the um, the linebackers so that so that the the running back could get that wheel route that Davin really loves um, to to get the wheel route in. But Kelsey realized that whilst he was standing there, whilst he was motioned, that the guy noticed 
that it was going to be a wheel route. So he's signaling to his guys, wheel route, all real. He's like, C -c cover the rail, cover the rail. And Kelsey was like, oh, really? So this is what it is. So the guy that was going to cover the rail, he basically ran into the space where the guy was going to run so the guy could collide with him, interfering with him long enough that so Williams could get the catch and run into the end zone. This is, this is the stuff that some coaches, Adam Gase, needs to pay attention to. You can't draw up the most beautiful play, but if you don't have the smart players to, to execute it, your play is crap. How about that? There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a good play, though. I know which one you're talking about, and he broke it down on, on uh, Twitter. Yes. It was great. It was. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go on to uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, they took they loss against the 49ers. Uh, I'm, I'm let, uh, this, is, this is your cousin, Charmin, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> good luck with what, that. What, what, <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what happened? Um, yeah, basically, what made the 49ers uh, successful in that game against the Vikings? Uh, listen, man, um, I, 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 will say, I will say this. Um, I don't think the Vikings um, had what it took to beat, beat them on that day because I just uh, – I think, I think they were, you know, playing against a different class of fighter <laughs> compared to the team they played the week before. Um, and I and I don't think they understood how much of a different class of fighter it was. <laughs> so the energy they brought in, as soon as they scored, and then the 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 way the reaction of the of the of the Forty ers If you watch the first drive, the Vikings had it was almost like the Niners defense was moving at like. 150 miles per hour and the Vikings was running at like 50. <laughs> you could tell like straight ahead that something was wrong here. Like it was almost like, and, and for me, I, I don't want to use that as an excuse because I think the, the 49ers deserve that win and they definitely annihilated them. But when you're on the road, that's what happens. You know, you going on the road and you have very little time to prepare and rest and you're coming off a, a team, coming to play a team that is, you know, itching to play like the 49ers have all season. They've, they've always been able to bring the energy. Um, I mean, this is what you run into. You know, I, I don't think uh, you could say it's partly Kirk Cousins' fault, but I just think they didn't have an answer for a 49ers team that had every answer. You know, everything they wanted to do, they took the run game away from them immediately. So Davin Cook was out of the game. Um, um, they took their... Other than that one throw to Diggs, show me one throw where Thielen or Diggs got open. Well, you know what's the big that thing? That was too? it. They took they took everything from them, man. They they forced them to adjust. And what was the adjustment? You they they basically well they sacked Cousins six times. That means they were in his air hole all game, and and they just harassed the crap out of their wide receivers, harassed the crap out of their tight ends. They, they were everywhere. They were swarming them. That defense played a hell of a game, man. And on, 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 the, on offense, after that one pick that Jimmy G threw, they, they told him, settle down, young man. And they just made him, they just hand the ball off. And that was it. It was three running backs, each of them getting a few carries here and there. And that was it. Just take, the, running, the running game took over. That, that was it. Well, you, you know what it comes down to also, too, with Kirk Cousins, 
Kirk Cousins is basically a one-dimensional quarterback, right? He could just throw the ball, and he's kind of in the pocket. He doesn't move around. He's not even a guy who could take a step mm. to the left or the right to avoid mm. a hit. He's just there. So if you could get to him, like you just said, six sacks, and he was, he was being, you know, somebody was on him the whole game, if you do that to Cousins, you're going to beat this team. And if you're stopping the run, like you said, with Cook, you're going to shut this team down. And that's basically what happened. Because yep, Cousins exactly. is very – he's very limited in what he could do. He could throw the ball. Gonna, yeah. Right. You give him time, he will beat you. You know, but if you get in his face, he's done. He's, like, most you know, pocket passes, like most pocket passes. As the, right. You could say the same thing for probably the best quarterback we've ever seen play, Tom Brady. I've said it over and over again. But he could in move. The games, not run, but I'm saying he could like he could do the sidestep. You know the right. you know the guys he could do that. Cousins, he can't even do that. I mean, to yeah, me, his, it seems pocket, like his, once, pocket, his yeah. pocket awareness is not that the best. No, You're right. I, I'll yeah. say that. I'll say that that's same. a better word for it. Pocket awareness, because, <laughs> and that's why the quarterbacks that are coming into the league now need to be a little bit more mobile. Not you know running like Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's just ridiculous what he could do. But <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, like. A, like Sam Darnold, that's a great – he's a great example because he can move. He can extend the play. Uh, Carson Wentz is another one. He could extend the play a little bit. You know, maybe not run for 40 yards like Lamar Jackson could do, but he could, you know, extend the play a little bit and make the throw. Cousins has can do that whatsoever. So if you could get in his face all day, you're going to beat that team. And obviously if you stop Cook, that's his other weapon. If you stop the running game, He's really got and um, and you combine you combine you combine what they did on defense with the fact that they possessed the ball so much by running the ball so well yes. on offense. Your game, the game is over. By the time you blink, they're done. They're having these long drives, possessing the ball, beating the crap out of your de- out of your defense, and that's it, man. And you they know? were lucky because Jimmy G did not have a great game. He could have thrown a couple more interceptions. I think they dropped about two of them on him. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Interceptions, you know, the Minnesota defense. So, you know, that, that's going to be interesting to see coming up, you know, how Green Bay, uh, like maybe Green Bay says, all right, let's, let's put the extra guy in the box maybe and force him to beat us throwing the ball. You know, I don't know. That might be something it, they might do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. My, my guy, Kyle Shanahan, will have an answer for that extra guy. That oh, dude yeah. has an oh, absolutely. He has an answer for everything. <laughs> they might say, hey, Jimmy G, beat us. You know, they might, they might you know, challenge stop. Jimmy G to beat them. I, I'm not saying I'll, that it's going to work, but that's yeah, what they exactly. might do. <laughs> I'll tell so. you one thing. that You could put nine men in the box against the 49ers, and they'll still run the ball at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got the, what, the three guys there, and they'll just they'll keep giving them the ball, you know? And, and use check and, 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 and kittles and, oh, my God. That's why a lot of people say, oh, we don't need, you know, the running game is not that important. There you go. It's very important. As long as you can, <laughs> if you could run the ball, it's so much better for your team because it gives your team that other option. The thing that you want to give an argument to, yeah, it's not good to have one good running back. You need at least two decent running backs. And maybe with Minnesota, that's a good example. You know, after Cook was stopped, it's like they didn't really have another option there. Well, maybe uh, Henry will beg to differ, but whatever. Right. But there's not many of Henry's. <laughs> there's not, the no, right there's no, there's not. There's he's not. A, right. He's a man on his own right now. <laughs> and speaking, of, speaking of that, before we get into another, before we get into the last game, uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, is now the Browns' head coach. 
Um, what what what? Uh, <sighs> his main objective. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, he 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 out of the Vikings now. What's yes. his main objective for uh for him to try to fix the Browns? Can I say something? Uh, I will. The only thing I'm gonna say about this, I promise. I promise because you guys know I talk a lot because I love football. When I start, I almost never stop. But on this subject, I'm gonna stop. The only the only way you fix the Browns Browns is by getting rid of the owner. Period. I'm done. Well, yeah, exactly. He's the guy that hired a GM from uh, what was it from the A? Not from the A's. Was it the Indians? Uh, D. Podesta. Something. Yeah. Right. And yeah. to come here and just work the analytics. You know what? Oh, yeah. Analytics is great, but you know what? There's more to than just analytics. And they even brought up that to uh, uh, St- Stefanski in his in his uh, press conference. Because supposedly he's supposed to hand in. Yeah. I think you heard this right. He's supposed to hand in his 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 uh, his his play. You know his whole um, plays for the for the sun. You know for the next game. The game. And the analytics team is supposed to look it over and okay it Wait, or add blah 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 blah. Did you did you hear when? That, so. Did did you wait? Because the because this is the thing. It might not be exact on the nose, true. But, but it's stories like that. True right. stories like that have ring very, very true. Yeah, there's got to be something. The story, <laughs> the story went. The story went that they need to hand in the plays on right. Friday night, right before Friday night, so that the analytics on. crew and the owner could go through go through the game plan. <sighs> See, I mean, wow. there's got to be something to it though. If they mentioned it, you know, he turned it. You know, he's oh, that's not true. Listen, uh, there's so, some truth to. It. I know yeah. Stefanski says yes, there's I some agree. truth. To that. It might be somebody funny or whatever, but this sounds like them to me. That sounds of the Browns to me. That's why I said what I said. Unless you get rid of that dude, that team will always be the same. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. There's there's definitely something there, and obviously they still don't have a GM. So I would that would be to me. You got to fix that first, obviously. So you, so you got some kind of a game plan going into the offseason, you know, with free agents, re-signing guys, trading guys maybe, and the draft. Because they do have a pretty talented team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got to get everybody on the same page. Uh, looks good on paper, but right. it doesn't look good at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> like a whole bunch uh, of lies. Hey, maybe he'll fix uh, Baker Mayfield. Maybe he could kind of help him. You know, I don't know. I mean, he is a, He's a good queen. Hey, listen. He's a, a good very, offensive guy, sure, but oh yeah, oh yeah, and a good QB coach. Oh yeah, right. Well, Hell we've yeah. seen very good. where good coordinators are not great nah. coaches. You know, but you, know, you know what I said. <laughs> you heard what I said. He's he's great, but where he's going right now, he ain't fixing that. That's not an easy <laughs> task, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, hardest task. But uh, let's get to the last game. Uh, Packers forty nine. I'm at Packers and uh, Seahawks. Uh, Packers won the game only by five points. Um, I mean, it started out as a blowout, but, you know, I got to shout out Russell Wilson for almost coming back all the way. It seems like, you know, with the Seahawks, you got to play a whole 48 minutes. You can't give them no type of way or no potential, you know, in order for them to come back. But, uh, Chris, what what happened with that result? What's up? Well, not 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 to cut you off, Davin. Davin, 
You see my friend? You saw my best friend? You see what he did? <laughs> oh, God. oh, true. Mature. Hey, you know what? But, I, not but, nothing. But, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say no, this right now. But, if, if Lamar Jackson doesn't win the MVP, it'll definitely go to Russell Wilson. But I think Lamar Jackson will win it. But if he doesn't win it, Russell, win is, uh, he, Russell Wilson definitely deserves the MVP. I mean, that guy, he is the whole Seattle Seahawks team. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. They don't have – yeah, they, got, they did get Marshawn Lynch. And they did lose three running backs. But you know what? This guy, he is just amazing. He's just an amazing leader out there. They were down uh, – what were they down? 21-10. 28-10 at one point, midway through the third quarter. So you thought, ah, this game's over. But he brought them back, man. He's just – he's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league, without a doubt. Top five, yeah. you know. Aaron Rodgers ain't had no other choice but to throw the ball on the third down on the two-minute – Right. Minute mark, and you know, with a, with a receiver like Devonte Adams, I know we we uh, talked about number two, number one receiver on for the team, but he he made his mark. He did a hell of a job. Uh, and shout out to this, um to Darius Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that man is an animal. <laughs> he is an animal in his Non-stop. own way. Uh, Pro Bowl snub. So so you know, shout out to the Packers for winning the game. Um, very, very close game, but shout out to Seattle for not giving up not that the game. Most that was the best game out of the whole games, to be honest. The more, the more competitive. Yeah. Now they're Green Bay's in the, the you know, NFC Championship game, which and, I think is pretty and, amazing. And to kind uh, 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 put a little bit more on my on the point I was making when I said, "Hey, Davin, what is you saw what my my friend did?" The reason why he was able to do that is I think, if anything, what the Packers' defense is most susceptible to are long plays, big plays. I think if you watch uh their rankings, their def- their offensive rankings, I mean their defensive rankings. And on different in different stats, you will see that they rank really high on everything on on you know on the run game, on the on the pass game, on uh, you know all that stuff. The one thing they suck at, and they're like near the bottom of the league in, is giving up big plays, and they've been like that all season. And I think it's I think in my opinion, it's a lack of physicality at the in their def- defensive back room. I, I don't I don't I did all these guys are puff pastry, pastries in my in my mind. <laughs> they, they could get you know they they can't they can't play any kind of physical ball. So you're going up against a huh, 49 a 49ers team that's just all physical. Hmm. I mean name somebody in the 49ers that's not physical. Debo Samuels is the wide receiver for them. <laughs> the dude is a running back playing wide receiver. Like, yeah, come on, I, I don't see them. Yeah, I don't. George see, I, Kittles. I like, can't see them beating Sam Fran, but dude, I, I do I, give them a lot of credit for getting there. I think it's pretty amazing uh, that they were thirteen and three this year. I really didn't. Think I, they were I, that hey, strong. listen, all power to them. I just, yeah. I, you know, they they way they 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 have anomalies on their team that I you that can't be explained. Like I just said, why are your defense ranked so high in so many categories, but you're ranked so low on deep pass plays? Isn't something's not adding up there, you know? When you have anomalies on your on your in on your stat sheet like that, something is wrong, you know. 
So y'all picked the 49ers to beat the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we didn't get there yet, but there. That, that's yeah. what we're saying. I'm about to say, we could, we could get there because it's only two games. So Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I would, nah, I would I say, say so. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree. Yeah, I, I don't see the Green Bay matching up with them at all. And uh, I would even say they're going to cover. I think they're like seven, seven and a half point favorites. I, I think they would cover that game too. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to pick the Green Bay Packers for this one. But... Wow. Now, now I'm scared. Oh, man. I'm scared, man. I think uh, I'm going to call yeah, my That's bookie. why I said yeah. we, we could get into the prediction now. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to call my it's bookie over. and change my bet. Oh, <laughs> I, think all the, I think all of them are calling up right now. Davin's got <laughs> Green Bay taking the seven and a half. <laughs> I mean, anything is possible, but we can see. Uh, and then we got the Chiefs against the Titans. This is going to be a, a very good game. I think that's going to be a very tough game. It should be. It should be. I. You know what? Hey, before the season started, I'm not bragging or anything, but I did have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. So yes, I'm gonna you have did. To, I'm going to have to stick with them. So I'm yes, gonna stay. you did. Tough game, tight game, yes. Because I think it, the weather – we didn't talk about the weather, but the weather in Kansas City, I think it's supposed to be very cold. It's going to be cold by us, but I think it's supposed to be in the 20s or something. So not snowy, not windy, but cold. So I don't think that I don't know if that changes. Yeah, I don't know if that changes anybody's mind, but Yeah, I don't think that will matter because (laughs) whoever's gonna win that game, they're gonna be smoking hot. (laughs) Well, it might slow down Kansas City's passing. I don't know. Right. I don't see You don't know. (laughs) Yeah, all right. So who you got, Sharman? I guess you got I got the C I got the Chiefs, man. Listen, I, I I totally understand um the game. The game plan thing, the game within the game, the fact that the cheap, the um, Titans are gonna try to possess the ball, but don't forget what you just saw. There's no team that has ever scored that many points in consecutive drives, like the Chiefs did. You could, ha- even if you try to b- possess the ball, if you're not gonna stop them on offense, you're gonna lose. Um, I just think uh, that offense is too overwhelming. They're not gonna stub their toe coming out of the gate like they did against the like they did against the Texans and that that will cause even more issues for the for the Titans man uh I'm happy for them that they made a nice run but I think it ends here I think regardless of what happens I'm gonna give Tennessee the they props there you um, go but it comes it comes to a time where, you know until somebody can stop Derrick Henry feel like uh back then when Mahomes came back from injury he had a he had a hell of a game but for some reason Tennessee won that game and they started their real hot streak hey and you know what and both these uh both these games are a rematch from during the regular season exactly yes they are yep and it's a different atmosphere so mm-hmm. um but I can't, I can't, I can't go, I can't go with the Chiefs, man. It's, I can't do this. I can't. And do early it. in the year, uh, Tennessee did beat them. Yes, they they blocked yeah. the field goal to win the game. Um, yeah. I just, I, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, Mahomes. I can't do it, man. Wow. I'm, I'm actually. Um, it's up. They. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Titans got the Giants' magic. Uh, to start the decade, so I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans in this game. Very close. Going with the Titans, Ooh, both two underdogs. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Two I'm, I'm, de- I'm, I'm definitely scared, man. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, oh, oh. My. oh, come on! 
<laughs> ruined my night. Uh, man, that's crazy. Hey, you know what? And you were saying earlier, man, I feel bad for the team that's got to stop Henry. So freaking Zoltar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's both underdogs. Hey, I'm about hey, to say the Chiefs get, got the Chiefs got some good defense. Uh, you know, with uh, what's his name, Frank. Um, Frank from the Clark, that they got, Clark. Yeah, it's Clark that they got from uh, Seattle, which is very yep. good. And they showed it, but I don't, I don't think they got the potential to stop Henry. I just don't yeah, I don't know. I think Henry's still going to get over 100 yards rushing. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I totally agree with you. I think, they, I think Henry's going to get his numbers. I'm just saying that despite his numbers, the Chiefs are just still going to win. That's all I'm saying. And Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tannehill, but as long as Tannehill still make the plays that he makes. That he makes then shit. <laughs> I'm gonna still gamble a little bit, but uh, I, I think you know what, KC, KC's gonna force Tannehill to to make a play. I think that's what it's coming down so, to. Gonna, you know, like we were saying, they're gonna add a box, add a guy in the box, and say, all right, we're gonna so, not shut him down, but we're gonna said at least it the last two slow weeks, down Henry. Chris. Said that the last two weeks, Chris. No, but <laughs> what has he done though? <laughs> he hasn't. Listen, he hasn't beaten those teams. That was Henry beating those teams. Yeah, it was Henry, but at right. the same time, you know, like I said, with the Ravens game, if it wasn't for Tannehill making those two touchdowns, they wouldn't have opened the game for Henry because Henry started out really slow in that first quarter. Really slow. He didn't well, get, you get as many pick... yards, but you got to make those plays when it counts. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Uh, who, who y'all got for player of the week of the, uh, of the divisional games? Uh, I'm gonna have to go of Mahomes. Course. Yeah, Mahomes I, had a I, crazy game, man. Yeah. Five touchdowns, almost 400 yards. I'm gonna go with Mahomes. Yeah, for me too, Mahomes, man, definitely. Uh, that was incredible. Uh, I got three. I got three. I got three play, uh, other players. I got uh, Kelsey. Kelsey played the big role for uh, yes. Mahomes. Um, I got Derrick Henry because Henry played the hell of a game. And then I got Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams played the hell of a game against Seattle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to those can't, three. Shout out game. to those three players. Uh, they had can't a big, can't big argue. Game. Can't argue about that. Shout out to those three players. So I know I know in NFL news that it's been first take, a lot of a lot of different NFL, you know. Different stations and podcasts have been talking about the uh, the lack of the lack of coaches, you know, the lack of color, the color of the you know of coaches. Um, how do you, how do y'all feel about that? Well, I well I I um I mean I've I've been I've been following this for a while now. We're not talking about just this year. Like I'm talking about just the fact that just we're not talking about just in football and football in general. If you go down into the college ranks, you know, there's a lot of, there's, a, there's more black coaches there, but, uh, you know, what, what, where it matters is, you know, who, who are the assistants, you know, because that's how you get, you kind of, uh, you know, sharpen your teeth is that you, you get to be an assistant and then you get to move up. But, um, it just doesn't seem like it's something that's working. There's nothing working here, man. Um, um, I think I can't remember which owner it was that made the comment that that if he's gonna hire somebody, he needs to hire somebody that that kind of of cut from the claim cloth as him or, or some around about converse like uh, uh 
you know, comment about what, you know, about the person needs to be about to have the same values as him or whatever. And, 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 and I think uh, Marcellus Wiley on uh, one of those shows on FS1 or ESPN, whatever the hell the show is, uh, said, said something profound in my opinion. He said, until there is more minority owners in the NFL, there will mm-hmm. never be as many black coaches in the NFL. And to me, that makes sure. sense. Absolutely. That makes sense because, because when, you know, if you're a billionaire and you're trying to give your team to some guy to run that you just spent 600 and some million dollars or $1.1 billion to buy, uh, you, you would want to get somebody that you feel like you have a personal connection to, you know, and that you know, you know, because he's from the same corner from, you know, around the same way from you or something like that. And, and at the end of the day, you know, racist on everything, I think this, this nothing really, really doesn't, I mean, it has to do with race in a way, but it's not what you think it is. I think it's more these guys are being comfortable with certain people knowing them. And, and, and you know, I think throughout our whole old society, we have an issue with the fact that as, pe- as a people, you know, as humans, we don't try to get to know each other as the way we should. You know, um, um, we stay in our own corners and we're okay with it. You know, when, when, then when it comes to things like that and we're asking ourselves, why aren't we in certain places? Well, it's because you're not, you know, there's a reason, you know, you, you're only open to, you know, really connecting to people like you. So how are you going to further, you know, your grasp on anything if you're not reaching in more, you know, to get to know each other as a people? We don't, we don't do that enough, you know, and, and, and we fall flat on our faces when it comes to that. Again, um, please don't take it as me blaming black coaches for n- not reaching out, you know. Uh, what I'm trying to say is just uh, on a more general level, I think, I think uh, we need to try to find a way to get more minorities, minority owners in the NFL. It's going to be difficult because there's not that many minorities that could have that kind of money, you know. But when, when Jay-Z was saying, he, like when Jay-Z is trying to be an owner, everybody was trying to kill him. No, if but Jay-Z you can see what he's trying owner, to do. <laughs> If Jay-Z owned the NFL team, I could promise you that mm-hmm. more of his coaches and more of his front office people would be black people, right. you know, and, and then this argument would die, you know, so. Well, know, that's only one, so though. Much, I mean, there's so, we much, need, there's so much we need to do, man. The, the, yeah, the league needs, needs more than just the one, but that's a good start. Um, there's, there's just too many out there that, you know, you always hear the name, like Eric Bieniemy is the name we've heard like the last two years or so. Yes. getting interviews and oh he's the hot guy and, and then what he about get the, the bills job. what about the bills defensive coach he's right been the I, leslie frazier yeah he had oh it my God. he did have I a shot he... as a head coach once but still you could tell he's he's definitely i mean what he, he get, but they, they're giving gase a second chance when he did nothing <laughs> in miami and of course it has to be by us but uh, i mean frazier would be a guy be enemy another guy who i think might pot you know is good, has moved up the ranks in Philly is Deuce Staley. That's another guy you're going to start yeah. hearing his name in the next yeah. year or two. I, and maybe I agree. you might see Joe Douglas since he was there and, you know, he might want to bring him over. I don't know. Um, 
But um, and then we also heard Heinz Ward might be getting a wide receiver coach job over in Philly also. So um, maybe sometime in the future it might be a coach. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, I think it starts with the with ownership. They got it. Obviously, they're the ones that are doing it. I mean, they're the ones that are telling their GMs, "All right, get this guy, get that guy," and and all that. The Rooney Rue is is great. It's great that teams are forced to do that, which you shouldn't have. Right, exactly. It is trash because yeah, all right, we'll interview, we'll we'll interview Charmin, we'll interview Davin, we'll interview this guy, but that doesn't mean they're getting a job. That just means they're getting interviewed. If they, you know, right, if they interview three other guys that they want, and they just interview. This guy, because unfortunately, because it's the color of his skin, I mean, I think that's ridiculous. Hmm. But it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's an easy answer. I mean, yeah, getting more uh, owners, you know, more minority owners, that's great. But like you said, who the hell's got, <laughs> you know, a billion dollars laying around that they could just throw away at a, on a team? You know, that's that's the other thing. And I, I don't know. I don't think there's any easy answer. The one thing I agree, there's no I, easy answer. I kind of heard one thing, and it's still not a, an easy answer. Is what if someone you know takes the NFL to uh, to court? You know, like say, oh, oh. they got to start hiring more now. That's, Listen, that's, 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 that's let, no way. I'm saying that's a possibility. The only thing is, let's say if let's say if Eric Bieniemy, let's use him as an example. I'm not saying he'll do it, or I'm just saying he goes to court and says this has to get. You know, we have to get more my minority coaches, head coaches in the NFL. And he takes it to court and they say, yeah, there should be at least four every year. Whatever, whatever happens. Good or bad uh, result out of that, guess what? Eric Bieniemy will probably never coach again in the NFL if he does that. Exactly. Right? So someone's going to have to sacrifice his career, basically, to do that. So that's why I don't see that happening. So maybe the NFL has to come up with a, you know, like, hey, there has to be at least 25% minority coaches on a team or something. Or, there's too many. You know, there's whatever. too many minority. <laughs> there's a lot of minority assistant coaches. And my issue is they never get, they don't get enough looks. And that's the problem. And you might be right. That forcing their hand is something that you might have to do. Like a lot of other things with race relations in this country. The only way change has ever came as if things are forced, you know, and, and yeah. it's very sad that that's how it has to be done. But unfortunately, you know, it seems like the, uh, the majority in this country, uh, you know, they, they won't budge unless they have to, you know, and um, listen, you know, that's a sad thing because I would think, you know, that, you know, after all these years and all our history, you know, we should be looking at each other and saying, hey, man, let's, let's see what we could do you know, to better, to better each other instead of, you know, this, you know, let, 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 let live, let everything stay the saddest quo, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just a sad state of events, man. Yep. I agree. It's 2020 guys, you know, like, come on. It's, and it's not just in football. It's not just in sports. No, no. no. It's everywhere. And it's sad, man. It's so frustrating. You see it on TV, you see it everywhere. And you're like, what the hell, man? You know, 20. I, I, I I work in I work in the ad in in the ad business and uh, um, I see unfortunately um, has huge the company I work for is ginormous they 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 have offices in almost every city you could think of in the world and um, I'm telling you one thing man the 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 minorities that come through 
that those offices they uh they look around and they're like uh, not too many of me around you know it's like mm-hmm. you know i could i could like over the years like i could count them on my one hand it's a sad thing you know you would think after all these years there would be more people you know but it's not yeah it's it's a tough subject and i don't know and there's no easy no easy answer or any answer really i don't know <laughs> it's it's sad but it is what it is right now yep yeah, definitely uh let's move along with uh the offensive coordinator for uh Panthers, Joe Brady, uh, the youngest offensive coordinator in the history, 30 years old. Uh, what, is, what does that mean for uh, Cam Newton? I think Cam Newton will be shuffling on out of Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That kid played pretty decent at the end of the year, too, right? Um, what's his Alan? name? Yeah, he was, he was yeah, up Alan. and down. Yeah, he, he was, was up, up and, down. and down. He showed yeah. a little bit of promise. So, But he has promise. Yeah, he does have promise. I but agree. you know what? It just kind of adds to – this this year is I, I can't remember the last time a year was this many quarterbacks either free agents or possibly traded or possibly moving and big names too. You got Brady. I mean, you got Breeze as a free agent. The whole actually the whole Saints quarterback uh, team is they're all free agents this year, so they're not going to let them all go, obviously. But uh, um, it's there's so many names going out there that could be moved. Rivers, Manning is a free agent. You know, we, we kind of talked about this. So this year is going to be interesting. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of things uh, that I, we, we will learn. This offseason yeah. is going to be packed full oh. of news, breaking news. So then again, uh, it might keep, just say everybody's back, you know, stat, status quo. Brady's going to go back to New England. Breeze is going <laughs> to go back to the Saints. Uh-huh. I don't think. Hill is going anywhere for this. Hill, right? That's his name, right? That guy. Yeah, uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's definitely staying with the uh, with the Saints. The only guy, Breeze, maybe. And I, I would think Bridgewater is going to look for a starting job. I can't see him being a backup again. You think somebody will pay him, huh? I think so. I mean, he's he showed this year he was healthy for what five games? I think he played. Right, yeah. four or five games undefeated. Like that. And um, yeah, he looked pretty good. I, I think you know. A team looking for a quarterback. I mean, why not? He's still under thirty, so agreed. He's still a young man, and he's he's proven he can win. And it looks like he's over the injury. So, yeah, yeah, agree. Um, um, that that's a great that's a great point, man. I think that this is one of the um his story is probably going to be one of the surprising uh, breaking news that we'll hear in the in the off season. Um, it it, it um Joe Brady um. Joe Brady uh, uh, was was the passing offense uh, passing game coordinator for the LSU Tigers, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, if you if you know if you notice what the LSU Tigers do, do is basically kind of what the Saints do on offense. Basically, it's kind of they you know they, 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 the Saint, it, it's basically the Saints offense. It, it, right. You know, I mean, I mean, it might be a kind of a watered down version. It trust me, it's not that much watered down, um, but um, that that kid knows what he's doing, man. Um, there's a I reason so. why. There's a <laughs> there's a well, reason why. Look, look, that that tree he comes from. He he he's basically from what the McVeigh Shanahan tree kind of. Right, like, dude. Like you don't you don't come from under those guys and you don't know what you're doing. They know what they 
they, he knows what he's doing. I, I think he's going to be, I think he could take uh, Allen's talents and, and kind of uh, boost them a little bit. Most definitely. I like that. I don't think that, I don't think that's a positive for Cam because uh, the kind of uh, play calling that, that you call, they call for is for pocket accuracy uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, that uh, Cam has never been known for. So I think that's a better shift to uh, Allen than it is for Cam. Right. Yeah, agree. Uh, we got breaking news earlier that Larry Fitzgerald will return for another season. Uh, is that the right move for Larry Fitzgerald to do? Man, that's his life. It's the right yeah, move for him. Wants, yeah, that's what he wants <laughs> that's to the, do. That, that guy is a Hall of Fame in my book, man. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. He do whatever he could play till he he could play till he's play whatever he wants to do, man. I don't care. He could play twenty years if he wants to. <laughs> you know that dude. He he just he just That's... so good at, at at being a wide receiver. It's crazy. So there you go. The yin and the yang of of sports, right? You have uh, Keekly retiring after eight years, and this guy's still going along and playing at a high level. <laughs> Yeah, yep. he's going to be playing yeah. the 17th year. 17, so he's got to be at least 38, 39 years old. So, yeah. you know, yeah. God bless him, man. Good for him. Yeah, agree yep. to that. Um, last topic is uh the, the odds for the next season Super Bowl. Uh, the Jets open out of 60 to 1, and the Chiefs <laughs> are the favorite with 7 to 1. I know it's too early <laughs> to say, but is that right for, for the Jets? Hey, <laughs> uh, you Hey, I on, hope man. it doesn't get worse. <laughs> I hope it gets better after the offseason. But you know what? Like I, I go with Chris on what he said. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at it too. I look at some of the other teams, right? I got the list here. Look at the, let's just say, right now the Colts are 30 to 1 odds, right? Let's just use an example. If they get Tom Brady, right, their yeah, odds go to down. what? Like 10 to 1, right? Yeah. They'll probably go yeah. to one of the – so that shows, shows you how interesting this offseason is going to be. Like. Yep. I, you know, let's say, I, I mean, I hope, not that I hope, I just hope he gets out of the East, the NFC, AFC East, but um, it'll be interesting if Brady goes somewhere else, you know? Yeah, there'll be a lot of interesting stories to keep your eye on that, man. There's you put Rivers, even on. if you put Rivers, even though Rivers had a down year, you put Rivers on the Colts, they'd probably get better odds as well, you know, with just him. I think, you know, he might have one more year left in him to – to make a run for the Super Bowl. Are you sure? To see Ravens? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see Brady with uh, the Tennessee Titans. After after the way Rivers played, man, I don't know, man. I'm sa- I've soured on him a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I definitely Yeesh. agree. I definitely mm-hmm. agree. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know definitely what's going agree. on. <laughs> Any teams you want me to, to look out for? Like, you want me to tell you what odds are? Uh I, Who's the second, the truth, who's the second favorite? Second favorite is San Francisco at eight to one. Of and course, the, and the Ravens are at eight to one. Saints at ten to one. Patriots are at twelve to one. Steelers at twelve to one. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So out of the teams on the bottom, not the bottom, but the Bills are at forty to one. You know, if Josh Allen yeah. could improve, that's a good team. You know, I mean, they need a little bit more on offense. They need, uh, they need a number one wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, mm. You know, out of the bad teams, you know, the Redskins, Miami, Cincinnati, and, Ca- and Carolina, they're all 100 to 1. Yeah, I think Carolina's I a decent team. I don't think they're that bad. <laughs> I mean, they're not that bad, but they, no, but, you know, losing that, losing that key piece, that, that linebacker, you know, it says a lot. 
He's going to say a lot for that team. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, and if Cam Newton leaves, that's a that's a big piece too, man. It's, that's another question mark. Where where are these guys going to land? You know, it's going to be interesting, yeah. man. Definitely, this is the, the bigger, you know, uh, move, quarterback movement offseason I think we've seen in a long time. In a long time, yeah. Definitely. Possibly, possibly. possibly. <laughs> well, that's right. why I can't wait for the Super Bowl to be over so we can get into these free agents in the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's it for our podcast. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast. Y'all can also follow us individually. You got Chris with his Twitter at CP7NY, correct? Yes. Um, you got, you got, let me see, you got Charmin at Charmville341, if I, if I got that right, right? Yeah, you got that right. Okay, and make sure, and you got me, Davin, at DavinNY, the number two MD. Again, it's DavinNY2 and the MD. Uh, keep giving us feedback, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. Appreciate y'all listening to us as always. But until next time, next week, take a flight. We're out of here. Take flight. Take flight, guys.